This is Salon Mix, featuring the people, trends, phenomena, and experiences that define and inform our lives and culture. I'm Salon's managing editor, Erin Keen. Since Donald Trump's inauguration, national media outlets have been profiling people who voted for Trump, especially those in working-class communities who may be negatively affected by the Trump administration's policies, to find out whether they still support the president. Social psychologist Carol Tavris says these stories are unlikely to report widespread Trump regret anytime soon. To understand why, Salon reporter Amanda Marcotte spoke via Skype with Tavris, who's also the author of Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me, Why We Justify Foolish Beliefs, Bad Decisions, and Hurtful Acts. Why... In the face of the Russia scandal and the broken promises and the lies, are people continuing to stand by Donald Trump? Oh, a fine question. I thought you'd never ask. So Trump voters have two things going that maintain their support of Trump. One is that they are in a bubble of self-protective information um, that gives them an explanation for why their candidate is, in fact, still doing just everything he should do and that everybody is lying about him. And the other is that as people committed to a political party, they want to maintain their commitment to that party um, as long as they possibly can. It's very difficult for partisan Democrats or partisan Republicans to change party affiliation, you know, to say, mm, my candidate means uh, I may need to rethink my party identity. That is very difficult for many people to do. It's why someone like George Will, when he said, I am no longer a Republican, I'm resigning from the Republican Party over the fact that my party could nominate someone as dangerous and incompetent as Donald Trump, that was a rare and brave action to do. It's very difficult for anybody in any party to do something like that. All of us are inclined to minimize, forget, and overlook evidence that we don't want to hear that would make us have to rethink our beliefs. Everybody does this. As you know, I mean, our work has been on cognitive dissonance, and basically what that means is we are really uncomfortable when a decision we've made or an action we've taken or a belief we've come to is contradicted. And what everybody does in that situation, if given a choice between saying, gee, I guess I really was foolish, wrong, stupid, and incompetent in this case, or piss off and take your stupid evidence with you, what are most people going to choose? Many Trump voters get all their information from the bubble of Fox News, which protects the candidate, which encourages them to reduce dissonance by saying, see, the nasty uh, mainstream media are lying to you. You were right all along to support Trump. Everything he's doing is fine. This is all a big uh, conspiracy against him. They self-select the information they want to get to that allows them to preserve their belief that their decision to vote for Trump was the right one. But when someone from the other party does exactly the same thing, well, that's perfectly consistent because those people are always doing those bad things. So that's a normal part of how we think politically. 
uh, we call it, if we're looking at it from the outside, we call it hypocrisy, but it's something that we all do. Uh, Newt Gingrich is screaming at Bill Clinton for having an affair in the White House while he himself was having an affair with his intern in his very own office. Um, so uh, so that that's the point is that this is a normal way of thinking. We have a self-concept that we are smart, competent, and intelligent in our choices and decision-making, and we will go a long way to protect that self-confidence and feeling of self-worth as the evidence piles up that we might have done something foolish and wrong. It's interesting what you say about Fox News because it seems that their business model is almost built around sort of understanding what cognitive dissonance is and and catering to it. Is that your sort of take on the situation? Absolutely it is. Uh, you know, it's been interesting in the obituaries for Roger Ailes, they talk about how cynically and crassly he saw an opportunity to create, we can't call it a news show exactly, can we? But a media place to inflame people's fears, to inflame their beliefs that things were always better in the past and they are really terrible and dangerous now, and to assuage those fears with a worldview and an explanation, dangerously wrong for democracy, but that somehow seemed to be soothing this particular segment of the population. I think it it was quite intentionally designed to appeal to a particular segment of the population that was already feeling frightened, you know, insecure. So, yes, indeed, the Fox News model is it's actually something quite interesting. As I've, if you can bear to watch any of it, <laughs> what you see is how actively the, the massive effort they go into to twist the actual news. Now we have to say real news as opposed to fake news. <laughs> to support their vision of the world and to support their candidate and to support Donald Trump in anything he does. They twist information in every way possible, as I said earlier, to allow people to continue their support of Donald Trump. When a politician falls, they have to fall from within their own party. The opposition party is used to launching uh, criticism and attacks on a candidate, but that that is not what will undo Donald Trump in the long run. It will have to come from Republicans saying at some point, we've had enough. The question I think that's lingering in the air for a lot of people right now is, what will it take to get Trump voters, Trump supporters, Republicans to admit that they bet on the wrong horse? Um, As an expert in cognitive dissonance and people's utter unwillingness to admit that they were wrong, how do you see this playing out? I think it will play out in a couple of ways. As people's own lives are demonstrably affected for the worse, for example, with health care, when the reasons that somebody felt that they had to vote for Trump, you know, he's going to overturn Obamacare, you know, he's going to make us safe, whatever the reason is, when it hits their own pocketbooks, when it hits their own lives, and they can't deny that now they don't have the health care that they used to, let's say, then I think a whole lot of people who held their noses when they voted for Trump but thought, okay, no, I'm voting for him because I care more about his putting a conservative on the Supreme Court. It's a one-issue thing for me. That's what I want. Or it's a one-issue thing for me that he's going to overturn Obamacare. 
if the latter turns out to be a real problem, then they will not be able to deny that the policies of this man they elected, the policies are not helping them personally. Then what what is most likely to happen is not that they're going to say, I was wrong to vote for Trump. What they'll do instead is something like, oh, all politicians, damn them, you know, they all lie. And uh, besides, I never really voted for him anyway. I never really supported him. (laughs) I never really thought he was great. I never really thought he was going to do all these terrible things. And in fact, we can see in what people were saying before the election, which is just what they're going to do after the election. Right now, in the middle of everything, they're going to think that all of these allegations against him are part of the conspiracy to bring him down because he's such a terrific guy. That's, that's going to be the logical default way of maintaining their support for their candidate in the face of all this onslaught of information. And remember, they're not getting any contradictory information from sources that they regard as reliable and significant. Um, but when it hits their own pocketbook, when it affects their own lives, that's when you start to see uh, changes in their views and support of him. Um, you know, already we're seeing this when people go out, when reporters go out to interview people in the Rust Belt and the Bible Belt about their support for him, many whom, of whom had voted for Obama before. And they all say, you know, yeah, I was an Obama voter, but, you know, now I'm thinking Trump really might be able to do something about manufacturing in this country. What a sorry, sad belief, but that's what he promised, and he's not going to be able to fulfill that one. And then we'll see where their votes go next. So so I think just to, to finish this out then, for all those liberals out there who just kind of are sucking down any crumbs that they have they can find of evidence that Trump supporters, Trump voters are regretting their decision. What what do you have to say to them? Is are they wasting their time? Should yes. they be <laughs> Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, stop. You're wasting your time. They're not going to regret their decision until the leaders of their party make a convincing case that this president has done illegal, immoral and fattening things, (laughs) whatever they might be. I mean, in other words, the overwhelming weight of the Republican Party will have to come down against Trump um, before anything will will move forward there. And as long as the Republican Party thinks that he is the way to get their agenda across, they will do everything they can to protect him. So liberals should not be sitting around hoping for a, a religious conversion on the part of Trump voters. Uh, it won't happen. They have too much invested in that decision. It has proved to be a wrong decision in about a hundred ways. And every time Trump does something else to indicate how truly incompetent he is in this role, they will double down in their commitment that he's the guy for them. What we really have to face is not a hope that the Republican Party is going to have a change of heart. They are organized and determined. And what this means is that Democrats have to be organized and efficient and focused on getting Democrats elected next year and in 2020. That's where our efforts and energies should go, not in the hopes, the delusional (laughs) but reassuring belief that we can change uh, Trump voters' minds. 
That was social psychologist Carol Tavris speaking with Salon's Amanda Marcotte. Read more on this story and watch a video about Trump's supporters all at Salon.com. While you're there, check out our featured audio section. Just click on podcasts to find a few of the shows we're listening to, like The Chauncey DeVega Show, The Bob Cheska Show, and the new season of Inflection Point featuring How Women Rise Up. The Salon Mix team is executive producer Lauren Schiller, with audio mixing and editing by Ashley Ann Krigbaum. And I'm Erin Keene, your host and managing editor at Salon. Thanks for listening.